Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast. Over the next 20 minutes, our goal is to dig deeper into the themes and topics of the most recent Sunday teaching. We'll look to tackle some of the challenging kinds of questions that you may be thinking as you heard the message but didn't get the opportunity to ask the teacher at the time. This podcast works in conjunction with our weekly Beyond the Sermon devotional. If you don't receive those already, you can sign up using the link in our podcast show notes. So whatever you're doing right now, at the gym, driving, folding laundry, whatever it might be, we invite you to listen in as together we go Beyond the Sermon. Well, welcome everyone. My name is Will Heron. I'm the Director of Discipleship at The Ridge, and I'm also your host for Beyond the Sermon. And with me today, I have Ridge Lead Pastor Mike Van Rees. Mike, welcome. Yeah, thank you, Will. As always, uh, good to have you. Uh, so, Mike, a, a bit later in the podcast, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, forgetfulness, particularly when it comes to what God has done for us. Uh, it was kind of making me think as I was listening to you. Would you would you say you're a forgetful person by nature? <laughs> or? My family would give a resounding yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we've Sarah had to create a special place for me to set my keys and my phone right when I get home. So I wow. for yes, I tend to forget some things. Wow. How about yourself, Will? Um, yeah, I would say that I am. I think I try and fit a lot into my head at once. Um, and so lists and calendars have, have been important to me, especially in recent years. Otherwise, it feels like I'd lose a lot of things and, and let a lot of people down. So um, grateful for technology and in, in that regard. Um, well, we're continuing our series through the life of Joseph and Genesis 40 finds him in prison with two other members of Pharaoh's backroom staff, uh, his cupbearer and his chief uh, baker. And apparently, this is pretty much all that we know, they, they kind of offend Pharaoh in some way. And of course, my imagination gets going. When you we hear things like this in the Bible, you know, did they, you know, burn the bread or, you know, <laughs> did the cupbearer spill the wine, you know, first stand the job, <laughs> spill wine over him or something? I don't know. Um, Occasional hazards, right? We yes. Well, it, get seems the details. Like, it seems like it wouldn't take much to kind of tick off pharaohs back in back in the day. Yeah, yeah, um, yes. But actually, um a great insight we actually get in in this chapter is how God is working in Joseph through all of these trials. Uh, despite being wrongfully thrown in prison, he still has a mindfulness towards of others. And uh, as you rightfully said, often when we're in pain or we feel hard done by, uh, we can enter into a kind of a pity party or or even bitterness. So my my first question is how do we how do we follow Juice's example here of remaining selfless when we're in pain, and maybe a, a second part to this is there any room for healthy introspection in, in pain? Mm, yeah, you know that that second question it reminds me of a, a classic movie. Are you familiar with um, Monty Python, Holy Grail? Yes. yes. Okay, so there's this classic scene on that one where you got the soldier; he's in a sword fight gets his arm cut off. He's like, oh, it's a flesh wound, you know, gets his other <laughs> arm cut off. It's a flesh wound. Uh, just <laughs> denial, 
right? right? Denying the pain and the woundedness. And that's not what's going on here. And that's not what we're advocating. We're not advocating it. Hey, deny the pain. Everything's fine. Just, you know, consider it a flesh wound. There, there is certainly great value in reflecting on pain. I think we grow a lot and learn a lot and connect deeply with God in that. And you don't have to go any farther than Jesus in Gethsemane uh, to right. see, you know, he, he models that for us. It's not denying the pain. Um, he entered into it and he brought the pain to God and shared that with God. So, yeah, certainly advocate um, reflecting on pain and bringing those things to God. I think maybe where we differentiate is saying reflection is really value. Communicating with God is val valuable, but don't live in it. Don't dwell in it. We don't have to let that um, be the only thing that resides in us. Uh, what, what kind of what I would see here with what's going on with Joseph is we're, we're given an opportunity to, to get beyond that. His, his situation didn't change in chapter 40, but what did change for him is, well, he starts helping people. Um, and I, I think that that is consistently in scriptures, kind of an antidote to pain. Don't take the pain away, but what it does is helps us focus maybe on something else. When we do something for somebody else, it gets the focus off of me and gets the focus on someone else. And it feels good. It feels good to be able to help someone and to get out of kind of the, uh, maybe the, the, the pit that I'm in and be able to help someone else. And it could be something, you know, volunteering. It can be making, calling someone on the phone, giving somebody a note, finding someone that you can give a word of encouragement. But what can I do to actually help somebody else. And that takes my focus completely. So it's not totally on me and I can add value. You know, I think of volunteerism and a, a typical thought is, oh yeah, you know, we need to fill roles and spots and that kind of thing. Well, I volunteered last week and what, what I experienced is what I often hear from people when they volunteer for something. What I experienced is who, who did who did that help the most? Well, me. It helped me more than anyone that was a part, I think, of what I was volunteering for because it took my mind off of things that were causing anxiety in my life mm -hmm. and put my mind on someone else and just helping and listening and serving them. It feels good. provides meaning. So, yeah, I think a great way to be able to in the midst of the pain is do what Joseph did here. Find somebody that you can help. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And I, I think even, uh, you know, people who aren't believers and psychologists would probably say the same thing, Mike, in terms yeah, of, yeah. If, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, those are, those are some kind of first steps um, uh, toward healing as well. I think for people in pain is to have that outward facing, um uh, mentality and so i think that's uh, that's a really important thing and again i, I we don't want to under us underestimate just how difficult that can be uh sometimes because often when we are in pain we do have that sense of uh, wanting just to um you know like like an an animal with the wound you know sometimes they they don't, you know, they kind of hide away. They don't want you to, to mm. see it or even a child, actually. If you've ever, you know, we've experienced that where a child, you know, they don't want you to see the wound. They hide away. They kind of move themselves into to isolate themselves because it hurts. Um, and uh, but I think, again, it's something that we can um, ask of the Lord that would he would help us by his Holy Spirit 
to be able to um, not only step into getting care, but also um, maybe eventually as well, stepping into the care of others. And that's one of the beautiful ways I think that the Lord redeems uh, often very difficult things in our lives is um, we do end up serving in those areas, perhaps where we have experienced pain. So um, one one other thing, Mike, I I wanted to just comment on, uh, and this is just a quote from you. You said, the Bible offers a revolutionary understanding of the purpose of work. Work is a way we are designed by God to get beyond our own self-interest to serve, bless, and add value to your world and other people. So could you give just some steps to folks um, of how to relate or how to evaluate their job in this way? Um, Because I know for some people, they find it hard to see this kind of value in what they do or or how they're truly benefiting others. So you have any pointers on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the saddest things that that I experience is the number of people, and I will go as far as saying the majority of people don't like their job, mm. um, and that's just statistically is the case, as well as just personally as I encounter people and uh, living for time off. Can't wait till you know I, I have a day off. And there's value in in having times of refreshment and having times off, but I think that's really not God's intent. And that's not the way that God designed it, because that's a lot of our life um, to just be wishing away. Um, Mm -hmm. I think his intent really is to have us to to understand how he designed work and he designed it. This is pre-fall. You know, this isn't something that came as a result of sin. His original creation involved work for for humanity. And my understanding of what the Bible shows us is that the purpose of it is to get beyond just my own self-interest to Mm -hmm. help, to serve, to make a contribution, to add value to this world, to add value to people. And so if work uh, ends up being just about you and your paycheck and advancing and achieving, um, it's going to end up at some point, it's going to be empty and it's going to miss the purpose uh, for what God designed it to be. He designed it to use our time, to use our gifts, to add value to to others. So, So how, you know, say, well, practically, how do we do that? I think, um, what I find helpful and, you know, well, you and I, yes, we work in a church. So, you know, there, sometimes it's a little easier to connect the dots, right. but I don't think that it has to be that way. I think regardless of, of where, where you work or who your employer is, um, we can make it a spiritual thing, you know, integrate our spiritual life with whatever we're doing vocationally aligning our job with God's purpose. And so what I find helpful is is I'll talk with people about this. It's just every day before you go to work, ask this question. You can look at your agenda, look at your, what's going on in that day uh, and make this available to God. How can what I'm doing today bless or help somebody else? Mm. And then, and and offer that to God, God, use me in this day. Here's my schedule. Here's my plan. Here's my agenda for the day. Um, I'm open. How how can you use me today to be able to somehow bless somebody else? Mm. And that can look a lot of different ways, depending on what you do. If somebody in retail, you're going to encounter a lot of people, right? Customer after customer, after customer, after customer. Well, that's an opportunity to say, God, bring somebody to me that needs a word of encouragement. 
You know, mm. how can I how can I play that kind of a role? If you're in healthcare, right? There's all kinds of patients. They're not just names. They're they're people who are dealing with things going on in their life. Um, bringing that into the forefront of our mind. If you're retired, it could be the place where it's like, wow, Lord, you know, I, I've got some time. Um, what can I do? How can I invest some of that time in a way that would actually encourage someone, that would bless someone? So connecting the dots really between what I'm doing today and how can that make a contribution? How can that help somebody else? Um, to me, it would be the, the thing to really be focused on on a daily basis. How can I help somebody today in, in the job that I have? I think that's really good, Mike. Um, it, it turns my attention actually to one of the first jobs that I had here in the States after Bridget and I got married. I worked at an insurance company for a couple of years and uh, was helping uh, uh, technicians. It was an insurance company for you know appliances and HVAC systems. Uh-huh. And, um, <clears throat> and I, I knew that I wasn't going to you know, retire there. It was a, an interim kind of job and um, I was grateful to be employed and, and that side of things. Um, and there were definitely days there where I would go out into the parking lot. I would get in my car on my lunch break and I would just be, I've had a real low. I mean, I was like, Lord, I can't, Oh, this work is like, you know, or did angry customers or technicians or like all those kind of things. And yet there was a recognition there of the Lord's intention of me being there, not only in his provision for us uh, as, as a family, for me to be able to have that job, but also uh, for uh, the, 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 the very small team that I worked with there and the relationships that I was able to build up with the people, you know, the seven or eight people that I worked with over those two years mm-hmm. and, uh, and the various conversations, they knew that, you know, I was a Christian. They knew that I, I did music and um, and that side of things and um, and and that's one of the things that really encouraged me. There was the sense of the Lord's intention. This was not just about a paycheck. This was not just about getting through those two years and you know and uh, um, yeah, just leaving gladly. Uh, it wasn't about that. The Lord had even greater intentions there, yeah. and um, and so. To, to have that intention, to have that purpose of the Lord. And that was, um, yeah, it was just really important for me, uh, I think there, you know, because um, the Lord was working in other people's lives. And part of our role, I think, is to offer up ourselves and say, Lord, what are you doing here? What are you doing in this workplace? Um, what are you doing in the people around about me? Would you use me in that? Um, and so, yeah, that was a really important, important season for me. And I think it points to, to really the way that God has designed us to be able to experience work. Because you can look at it, the word that was used there for, for Joseph, the word, they, you can translate it work, but it means serve. Um, it's reflected in what Jesus did when he came to earth. His work was to serve. And if we want to find meaning and purpose in our daily living and in, in our work, well, we connect with what God, how God has designed us, and that's to serve, to somehow find a way for what I'm doing in this job can serve somebody. Mm, yeah, it's really good. Mike, just one last uh, quick question here. 
you mentioned about forgetfulness in your your message and how it's easy for us to forget, especially what God has done for us. Um, any just practical ways you'd suggest how we can keep those things at the forefront of our hearts and minds, any things that have worked for you? Yeah, there's probably a whole lot of them, but I've forgotten most of them by now. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wow, bad dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah god allow me to do that once in a while I suppose. yes well i'm a dad too so that's why i laugh but yeah yes the, it, it it comes into play um god you know he to me this one is a part of what he has built into the rhythm of creation a lot of what he's built in to the rhythm he encourages us to have is about finding ways to help us remember and to be able to keep our focus the Clearest example is Sabbath. Uh, One back to creation, right? Page one in the Bible. He has six days and then on the seventh, he enjoys it. And that's supposed to be, I think, a part of our rhythm too. And part part of the purpose of the Sabbath is rest. But a big part of it is to be able to connect with God, to commune with God, to make sure that he's center. And we don't forget him as our source. And we don't forget him as our highest priority. So yeah, Sabbath, I think that takes a lot of shapes today but one weekly worship focusing on god we talk about another one that then there's the daily uh habits and devotions saying well every day i want to spend time in the bible and it's time with prayer with god and again that's just connecting it on a on a daily basis to help us remember we may not get an insight as i'm reading through the bible yeah i've read that passage many times before but I'm reminded of things about God that are important for me. I believe God has wants me to remember that for whatever I'm going to experience today. So just keep getting it in our mind, meditating on a passage of scripture. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of different ways to help us remember. People use a lot of times reminders, pictures, things on your wall, uh, something just to treat, to get our brain to refocus and remember uh, that we're, we're a part of something that's a lot bigger than this specific moment of whatever I'm facing. And I'm, I'm in the midst of God's creation. He's right here with me. Mm, I love that. Mike, thank you for your time as always and uh, the heart and uh, thought that you put into crafting these messages each week. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, be sure to check out our Ridgeview page on our website for more info on events and classes to help you grow in your relationship with God. So thanks again for joining. We hope you'll join us next time on Beyond the Sermon. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week. I want to mention one last thing before we go. Our heart at the Ridge is to help people grow in their relationship with God. There are so many ways to get connected into what can be life-changing environments for you and your family. The best way to keep in touch with all that is happening is through our website, ridgelife.org, but also through our weekly e-news. You can sign up to receive this directly to your inbox using the link in our podcast show notes. Finally, thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please feel free to share with friends or family. We hope to catch you next time on Beyond the Sermon.